0: The Coopers mild Ale Triple M rocks the ashes.
1: Welcome back to the Adelaide Oval. Day four after the first session. Australia on top. They lead by 371. Marnus is 31. Head is 45. 3 for 89 in that session. Off 27 overs. Uh, first hour 3 for 18s. And the second hour dominated by the Australians. Gus Wallen here with Merv Hughes and Merv in the lunch break. All thanks to our mates at Canadian Club. Fantastic to have your top five Ashes moments, mate. So, let's throw it over to you, brother. Top five Ashes
0: moments, and I'm paying tribute to, to, tribute to our Triple M commentary team. Okay, so a um, couple of honourable mentions before I get into the top five. Uh, Terry Alderman's dismissal of Robin Smith's second innings at, um, at Lord's. If you have a look at that, it was a ball that angled in. Pitched about leg stump, hit the top of off stump. So a little bit of seam, a little bit of swing. um, And it was just a a fantastic ball. Um, The other one was 81 at Leeds. A a bloke by the name of Ian Botham, he he was then, Sir Ian Botham now, um, took to the Aussies. We're almost in the top five, but because it was English dominance, we Mm -hmm. thought we'd leave that out. But uh, number five for for me was um, Lord's... In 2009. It was part of a national tour, but it was a, a one day international. Uh, Callum Ferguson's first game for Australia, uh, 71, so 50 on debut from, from Callum Ferguson. Let's have a listen.
1: He's got a hold of that this time. That'll be 4 and 50 for Callum Ferguson. So, a second successive half century at the start of this World series. He was top scorer at the foot over the other day quality player, quality person.
0: Oh, and fantastic. And and for him to do that, and obviously robbed of, of more international play with Australia with, with that knee injury that he copped in South Africa. Uh, then we move on to, to my number four, 1995. Um, test debut to, to Greg Blewett. What an outstanding effort. Let's have a listen.
1: He's gone for it. It'll be two. That'll be the 100 for sure. It's gone down to third man. What a magnificent effort by Greg Blewett. And obviously went on and played a lot of games for Australia and again another member of the commentary team and a quality fella. Oh,
0: yeah, and that's what we're looking at Triple M commentary team here mm-hmm. uh, Now two and three, I wrestled with this one, but number three for me Brad Haddon, um, 100 on Ash's debut um, in 2010, so a big 100 to, to Brad Haddon who is I played a little bit of cricket with him at the Canberra Comets when he was a young bloke and to watch him develop and become the man he come, he's become today, Gus, it's
1: I'm just so proud of you. Yeah, so am I. Let's have a listen to Had's hundred. Get on, you little beauty! What a fabulous innings that is! It's taken Brad out in 138 balls to make 100 in England for the first time. Yeah, beautiful from Had.
0: So that was number what? That was number three. Okay. Number two. Could um, it could have quite a, easily been Bluey, but because I played in this game, Mark War. In
1: 1991, on debut against England, uh, another 100. He got selected and his brother was dropped for. Yes. His. Have a listen. That's it. He smashed it to the boundary. That's Mark Waugh's 100. 100 on debut. What a magnificent innings it's been. It's his 26th first-class 100. So wonderful to hear that commentary as well, isn't it? Yes. But uh, Mark Waugh, what a player.
0: Fantastic player, my number one. Okay, do a little like a drum roll for this one? What's a little like a little? That sounds nothing like a drum roll. That's more like a ukulele. No, nothing. You're giving me nothing. Okay. But number one, and to stick with the Triple M commentary team, 1991, second innings at the Gabba, Mark
1: Tubby Taylor. Let's have a listen. Mark Tubby got him. It's for a rare duck. I think it's his first ever. Duck in Test cricket in Australia for Mark Taylor, and Pork has done the damage with an in And we brought Mark Taylor in. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and Gus, the yeah. reason it's a highlight is that for me, Mark Taylor understanding that the game needed to be moved along, and for him to sacrifice his wicket to get batsmen in there that could score fast. No, no, obviously that's a piss take. Tubby's a beautiful <laughs> man, and, and we had to. Hey, only made five of them. Yeah, I know, that's no, what I said. Five test ducks. Well, you don't know how hard it was for Rebs to go through and find you yeah, uh, an innings yeah. in a duck. So yes, you have we to get through all yours, that's why. But, <laughs> there's plenty there. But number one, number one, and I, I think it's it's just common knowledge, Gus. The ball of the century. Shane Warne, his first test match in England, his first ball in test match cricket in England. He knocked over Mike Gatting with the ball of the century. Let's have a listen to Richie calling this.
1: First ball in test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Such a quality player of spin bowling oh, too, Gatting. And the, and the thing that
0: I loved it was just the excitement and emotion in Richie's commentary there. <laughs> Wasn't it great? Now, for that ball, I was standing at a deep backward square leg. So obviously, Warnie gets a wicket. We run into the huddle. I run up to, to Ian Healy, the keeper. What that do here is I uh, pitched off, hit off. <laughs> then I had a look at the replay. Pitched off, hit off. Might have done a little bit. So it was, it was a great ball. And it's, it's one ball that I can honestly say, the more you watch it, the better it gets. Um, just simply outstanding. And, and of Shane Warn, um, the people that don't know him, um, who form a perception of him through the media, have got it wrong. Um, if you meet Shane Warne, you love Shane Warne. He's, a, he's an exceptional bloke. And the thing that I love about him is that he's very loyal. And I've, I've had, um, at times, ask him to do a few things for kids' schools and functions and stuff. And if he says yes, he will never let you down.
1: Let's talk about Warney for a moment and that team and that tour because, like you say, everyone remembers that delivery. You run in, have that chat with Heels and so forth. But what was it like being a part of that Australian team? Um, it was fantastic. So, uh, 89 probably set the scene. And um,
0: after, after the Rebel Tour of South Africa in, in 85, took a little bit of time to rebuild it. When we got to England, we had a, a big injection of, of experience. So, Terry Alderman, Carl Rackerman and Trevor Holmes came into the side. So, we'd been building as a, as a team. And then to get those quality players back, and especially Terry Alderman, 41 wickets, who was outstanding. Then, 93, it was a new-look team. Um, so we went over there, we had young blokes like Michael Slater, Matthew Hayden, Damien Martin, Wayne Holdsworth, the fast bowler from mm. New South Wales, Brendan Julian, Shane Warren himself, um, and, and it was a, a new look team, but we we were supremely confident, where 89 were a little bit unsure, and... The, the really solid bond that I've got with the players that went on both tours, you got a, a really strong bond with the 89 guys and the 93 guys, but the guys that went on both tours, I think there was about seven or eight of us, um, the bond that, that you have with those guys is exceptional, so uh, Tubby, Steve, War, Heels, AB, uh, those blokes, to, to play alongside those blokes and... Now, Boone, was another one.
1: Just the, the way they went about it, uh, they were fantastic players and, and just great blokes. Fortunate to have Brecky with you a couple of days ago um, here at the Adelaide Oval, at the Oval Hotel, and Ian Healy came in. You were there and Tubby Taylor. And the hugs you guys give each other when you see each other. and love oh, love. And, and respect. <laughs> and then you sit down, and it's just like I imagine it was back in the old days, just talking rubbish, talking fun stuff, and just enjoying each other's company. Yeah, well,
0: there's a, there's a sprinkle of seriousness throughout it, but most of the time it's just taking the piss out of one another, taking the piss out of each other, um, and, and that's what it's about, and that's what I've always said. 89, 93, we don't catch up all the time, but when we do catch up, it's like yesterday. It's like we just got off the plane from, from England, and Ian is definitely one of those. Uh, Tubby's one of those blokes that I just love catching up with and because uh, he's a fisherman too, mm-hmm. um, so we, we've got plenty to talk about um ab's the same steve war a lot of people have got a dim view of steve war and say that you know you can't talk to him mate he's the same he's a lot like uh, shane warner's that if you know him he feels comfortable about you and a lot of people say to me steve war is arrogant i was at a function and he stood in the corner and didn't talk to anyone and i just say well do you think that's arrogance or is that shyness um there's a very fine line before between the two and And when you're so
1: high up the tree, people look at it and think it's arrogance, but there's a fair bit of shyness in there. Yeah, no, I've spent time with Shane Warne and Steve Warne, had exactly the same experience and obviously haven't never played at your level or had that sort of team spirit. But, mate, can I ask you one last question before we let you go? Um, What does the Ashes mean to you? Um, Well, the Ashes, as a kid growing
0: up, um, the Ashes is everything. So when, you start, when you're playing cricket in the, in the back, backyard with your mates, the worst thing you can do is lose a toss because you have to be England. Yeah. Um, but actually, I, I didn't mind being in England because back then, I, I used to love Bob, Bobby Willis. So Bob Willis was one of my favourite favourite players and um, was never the best player but just a heart and soul player. And the, and the way he went about it, I really loved it. But um, the Ashes for me, uh, as, you, as you're growing up, Um, and and you just watch the history, tradition of it all, and just the contest and how the Australian players talk about it. When you get into your first Ashes series, we had blokes like Ian Redpath um, come in and have a talk to us, Uh, Keith Stackpole, so we're in Melbourne, so they've got the Victorian boys in, and they just talk about, and it's true, from an Australian point of view, we can accept defeat from anyone. We can lose to Bangladesh and say, ah, it's a bit of a hiccup. We can lose to Sri Lanka. Nah, don't worry about that. We'll get them next time. We can lose to New Zealand, not West Indies, not South Africa. We lose to England. It's the end of the world. So people say that, that um, the Ashes is, is life and death. Uh, I, don't, I disagree with that. It's, it's far more serious than that, Gus.
1: Good on you, Merv. So lovely to hear from you, mate. Thanks for joining me in the no live break. All on, Gus. We'll talk to you through the day. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks cricket. Cooper's Mild Ale, the best mid-strength beer that tastes just like the full-strength beer
0: for Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes.